Welcome to the How to Learn Anything course from Plato University, where you're going to learn the science-based tools of pro learners to accelerate your learning, remember more, and master any hard skills. These are the secret techniques they didn't tell you in school. If you're passionate about changing your life with learning, join us at Plato.University to get exclusive content with every lesson. I'm your learning guide, Brandon Stover, and let's get started. All right, today is a very exciting day because we're going to learn exactly what learning is, starting to give you the tools to your own mind and unlocking your skills in learning. To understand learning, we have to look at the relationship between learning and memory. Learning is a process by which we acquire new knowledge or skills, organize that information to stick in our memory so that it may be later accessed and used in real life. Now, the other side of that coin is memory. Memory is the accumulation of the information we have learned, which can be recalled at any time and put into use. So when we learn a concept, we need to understand, remember, and know how to apply that concept appropriately. But how does this work specifically in your brain? Whenever you learn something, you're just simply connecting neurons, which are a basic building block cell in the brain. You have some 86 billion neurons, and that's enough to never really need to worry about running out of the capacity to learn. Now the connection point between two neurons is called a synapse. Just as a person can reach out with an arm to touch a toe on the leg of the next person, the arm, or the axon of the neuron, reaches out to touch the toe, or the dendritic spine of the next neuron. Now you don't need to remember these particular terms, but knowing these things will be helpful for you to understand how learning works in the brain. New knowledge takes form in your brain because you have created a new set of links among a little group of neurons in your long-term memory. When you think about something that you have already learned, such as how to ride a bicycle, solving the problem of 4 times 25, or the meaning of the word condensation, signals travel between the neurons through the synapses you formed previously. Once you've learned something well, it's easier to think about it because you form strong connecting pathways between neurons in your long-term memory. The more and stronger the neural connections, the better you've learned something. Now when you learn something simple, you create a short set of links, maybe just a few neurons. But as your learning grows more complex, the set of links become much longer and more entangled with the other links. The more you practice, the thicker and stronger the neural connections become. Learning more complex information creates longer sets of links. As you learn more, you also discover the connections and differences between different concepts. And this starts to link groups of neurons together. The more sets of links and connecting links that you create through understanding and practice, the more of an expert or a master at a skill you become. But in order to actually be building these neurons when you're working with material that you're trying to learn, you have to engage in something called active learning. See, when you're learning, it's important to study actively, making your brain work hard and think hard. The mental effort you spend will help pull spines out towards the axons so that strong neural links can form. Now, active learning means that you're actively engaging with the material that you're learning. During this course, all of our techniques that we cover are ways that you can practice active learning. Some simple examples would be working out a problem yourself without looking back at your notes on how to solve it, or trying to remember the main points from a video you just watched or a book section you just read. Now, this is in opposition to passive learning which is really just effortless listening or reading and isn't very effective. Now, if you think back to most of your time in school, what did you spend your time doing? Passively listening to lectures, not putting much effort into your own thought about the material that you were being taught. 
In passive learning, your neurons just sit still instead of sprouting new connections to form those new links. Active learning also means that you not only must learn the material, but you must actively apply it through things like projects, teaching other people, and doing something called active recall. That's the first technique that we'll teach you later on in this course. But as I mentioned earlier, the other side of this coin is memory. And when we're trying to learn something, we're trying to embed it into our long-term memory. And this brings us to our point that there's more than one type of memory. We have short-term memory and long-term memory. During this course, we'll also mention working memory, which can be analogous to short-term memory. But short-term memory is just what we are consciously aware of knowing. These are memories that are only retained for about half a minute at most, and we can only retain about three or four groups of information. So this becomes a major bottleneck on what we can learn. For example, if someone tells you a phone number to call right away, you store it in your short-term memory between the moment of hearing it and when you finish tapping in the numbers to make the call. In contrast, long-term memory contains everything that we've learned up to this point. All the facts, words, concepts, images, procedures, and so on. Now the process of storing anything that we're trying to learn into long-term memory usually starts with retaining it briefly in the short-term memory, usually during the time that you're engaging in a learning session. The goal then is to convert what's in short-term memory and store it in your long-term memory. And this is at the core of the science of learning. We're trying to give you ways to move that information from short-term memory to long-term memory so that you can later recall and use that information and apply it to any situation in your life. We'll return to this process later on in the course when we start discussing some of the techniques for learning, but I wanted to give you a high-level understanding and give you the foundations about learning and memory so that we can build upon these. During this process, what we're doing is beginning to make you a set of links, a set of neurons in your mind that you can begin to strengthen as you learn new material throughout this course. Now, I want to briefly state two other types of learning that you're going to hear about as you move through this course, and that's declarative learning and procedural learning. Declarative learning helps you build up what's known as declarative knowledge, and these are things like facts, concepts, words, or images that you store in your mind. These things you often have to intently focus and study for instance, learning all the presidents of the United States, learning your multiplication table, or learning things like vocabulary words. Now, the second type of learning is procedural learning, and this helps you build procedural knowledge, which includes skills such as how to do arithmetic, ride a bike, and how to produce grammatical sentences in your native language. They're usually procedures or sets of steps that you're going to do over and over again when applying a skill. And in this course, you're going to learn how to take many of the declarative sets of knowledge that you learn, where you had to focus intently to learn it, and transforming it into procedural knowledge, making it a habit and having things being recalled from your mind automatically, so you don't have to work as hard when you're trying to access those things from memory. See, procedural memories are typically accessed by the appropriate trigger conditions. You access your knowledge of how to drive a car when you're behind the wheel of that car. You use the rules of grammar when you are speaking a language. In contrast, accessing declarative memories is more complicated. And this is because declarative memories aren't stored like neatly alphabetized files in a filing cabinet. Rather, they are cross-referenced directly and indirectly via other pieces of information that you hold in your mind. We don't just recall that birds have feathers. We also know that they are animals and that they probably like to eat and breathe like other animals. And that they may have a distant relationship with dinosaurs or perhaps that they have hollow bones. Everything we know fits into a web of knowledge that's stored in our long-term memories. Now, during this entire process of learning, what we're trying to do is embed that information into our long-term memories so that it can be recalled later. 
And recalling means digging out that information from that web of knowledge in our long-term memory and bringing it to the forefront, consciously focusing on it so that we can use it and apply it. Now, recalling information is different than just recognizing it. When you're recalling information from your mind, you're given no hints about it. You have to actively pull that from your own memory. Now, when you're just recognizing something, you're seeing a visual cue or something else that helps you to pull that information forward. Now, why is any of this important? Because the goal of learning anything is to be able to apply it in new situations, to problems and events that are going to occur in your life. And in learning, this is something known as transfer, being able to use a skill that you learned in one context and apply it in an entirely new context. This is what helps you become a true master of anything that you're learning. We go through the process of inputting information, maybe by reading a book or learning from an online course such as this one, and moving that material from your working or short-term memory to your long-term memory. During our learning sessions, as you'll soon find out, we practice the foundational material of the skill or subject we're learning and start to build associations with the new material, creating those stronger sets of links that we learned about before. This helps us to embed it into long-term memory so that we can apply the material and create new outputs in our life. We don't learn the skill of how to code simply to know it. We learn it so we can write new software programs. We don't learn simply how the body works just to know it and maybe have some cool things to tell at a cocktail party, but instead to apply it to our own body, to take care of our, our own health and to have it working in the most optimal condition. Now, this is probably pretty different from how you learned in school where you learn something just because you had to know it for a test. When you're a self-directed learner, you learn things because you want to apply it in your life. You have a problem that's coming up and you need to figure out a solution or a set of skills in order to solve that problem. And this is the type of learning that we want you to engage in. Now, as I mentioned earlier in this lesson, the type of learning that you're going to engage in is active learning. And we're going to give you a toolbox of 18 techniques from active learning that are going to help you become a master of any skill or knowledge set that you want to learn. Now, you may have heard of some of these, which is fantastic because we're going to start building on the concepts that you already know. And maybe some of them are new, which is even better because we're equipping you with new tools you didn't have before. Now, I'm quickly going to list these out for you so you have an introduction of what we're moving towards. And maybe you can even start doing your own research about some of these techniques. And these 18 techniques are going to be broken down into three phases. The first six techniques will help you when you're first starting to learn something, starting to get those things from short-term memory to long-term memory. Then the seven techniques after that will help you engage in practice with the skills that you're learning. This is going to help things move from that declarative knowledge, where we're focusing intently on something, to that procedural knowledge where it becomes a habit, can easily be recalled later. And then the final set of techniques are going to help you move to that master level, being able to apply what you learn in any new situation. So when you're first beginning the learning process, you're going to use the following six techniques. Active recall, the Pomodoro technique, chunking, interleaving, dual coding, and reading effectively. Once we start to build the foundations of what we're learning, we move on to the next seven techniques, which are retrieval practice, elaboration, spaced repetition, creating associations, mnemonic links, deliberate practice and drills, and finally getting feedback. This is going to help us start getting the practice that we need with the skill in order to become a master. And that's when we move on to the final five techniques that are going to help you reach that master level. And these are proceduralization, overlearning in new contexts, experimenting, using the generation effect, and using the Feynman technique. Now our activity for today 
I want you to start practicing active recall, even though you don't entirely know what it is yet. What I want you to do is download the worksheet and also the accompanying flashcards that we created of the 18 techniques. And inside the worksheet, there's space for you to start writing down some of the concepts that we learned about today, about learning and memory. And what you're going to do is trying to practice active recall by trying to remember what you had just learned about of learning and memory and writing it down on that worksheet. Now here's the kicker. I want you to do it without going back and listening to the audio or looking at over any old notes that you've written. Instead, try to actively recall this from your mind. This is going to help you learn it and embed it further into your long-term memory. Of course, after you've given it a great try, go ahead and listen back to the audio and see how well you did. Tomorrow, we're going to start creating a learning plan together for any type of skill or knowledge concept that you want to learn. Thank you for taking the How to Learn Anything course. To get everything you need to become a pro learner, including advanced resources, personal coaching, and a community of passionate learners just like you, then visit plato.university slash courses slash learning and join us for free. Again, that's plato.university slash courses slash learning. This course was produced by Plato University, where students turn passions into purpose and learn skills to change the world. Learn more at plato.university.